Howdy, Cowboys Nation, and welcome back to Inside the Cowboys. I am your host, John Williams. You can find my work over at InsideTheStar.com. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. Uh, today I want to talk about the hottest news, which revolves quarterback Dak Prescott. Uh, it's definitely going to be the top news story when you're following the Dallas Cowboys for the next uh, however many days it takes until he gets a new contract extension. Uh, the news coming out in the last couple days is that contract talks are heating up. The Dallas Cowboys representatives, led by Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, are definitely feeling motivated to get a deal done. Uh, since Dak Prescott left some doubt as to whether or not he would be uh, willing to report to the offseason training activities that will start or the voluntary uh, workouts that would start April 6th. Um, and so you know, the Dallas Cowboys are definitely going to have uh, some decisions to make over the next you know month when uh, the deadline to place a tag, the franchise tag on the quarterback ends on March 10th. Uh, and then they'll have until March 18th in which free agency starts. And I've long been one of these guys that if you follow me out there or you listen to anything I've done or written any or read any of my work, you know that I'm of the mind that you don't have to worry about whether or not the Dallas Cowboys will get a deal done with Dak Prescott. Um, you know, at some point, the money will get right with Dak and with the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott on the Dan Patrick show expressed very little concern that a deal would get done. Both sides are optimistic that they'll be able to push forward and get a deal done on time for Dak Prescott to be available for practices when they start. Uh, but again, it's going to come down to what's the annual per year, what's the guaranteed money. And without being in those negotiations, everything is just kind of speculation. You hear um, some people reporting that Dak Prescott seeking $40 million a year. Uh, and then you have Jay Glazer from Fox Sports saying that Dak Prescott isn't seeking $40 million a year. And I think what the reason that we're hearing that is because the Dallas Cowboys um, know that they're going to have to pay a good amount of money. Uh, Dak Prescott's representatives are going to put it out there that he's seeking the largest quarterback contract in NFL history. But that's what you do in a negotiation is you start high and then you make the person you're negotiating with kind of come up a little bit. And you don't necessarily start at the point that you're willing to take. Because uh, if you've ever, ever been in a negotiation, then you know that if you start at that point that you're willing to take, then all that's going to happen is you're going to have to come off that number and come down or you're going to have to draw a line in the sand and then end up holding out or walking away from the number that you're content with. And so, you know, the 40 million a year that we're hearing, I think is just negotiation. You know, I think Dak Prescott realizes that he's not he's not going to get 40 million a year. He's probably looking at something more reasonable in the 33 to 35 million a year range. I think, you know, the floor for him is the the contracts by that we're seeing from Jared Goff and Carson Wentz over the last year. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz is at 32 million a year. Jared Goff is at 33 and a half. And so I think, you know, 33 and a half is probably Dak Prescott's floor um, with more than a hundred million dollars guaranteed. Now where those numbers actually end up, it's anybody's guess. Again, we're going to be speculating until a contract is actually signed. Dak Prescott said he he's confident that a deal will, will get done that is good for both sides. So potentially it's one of those deals that's going to be a longer term, maybe some more more guaranteed money, uh, but it, a enough years that allows them the Dallas Cowboys to spread the, 
the cap hit out over a number of years to where, you know, maybe six, seven years down the line, what looks like a large cap hit now is not going to be near as significant um, in the future. I think, uh, you know, we look at the Dallas Cowboys, you know, their, their cap situation is fine. You know, any stories that they're telling you about having to figure out a way to build around their quarterback that's going to have a rich contract. Um, I mean, yes, the cap is a consideration, but there are ways to manipulate contracts to allow yourself to have more cap room. And so I don't think that they are concerned about their cap situation. It's the best that it's been in a decade or more that I can remember. I don't think they've ever had this much cap space. And so they're going to have plenty of room to get done the deals that they want to get done. Obviously, Dak Prescott is kind of the first domino to fall. Um, but it's not outside the realm of possibility that we see other contracts get done while the Dallas Cowboys are negotiating for Dak Prescott. We could see a Byron Jones come in and take a sweetheart deal like Lael Collins did to stay with the Dallas Cowboys, or we could see Amari Cooper um, come and get his deal done. But I think a lot of it is going to kind of first, they want to get Dak Prescott done. And I think they will. I have zero doubt that they're going to get Dak Prescott's contract situation figured out Anybody that's telling you, you know, that Dak Prescott could walk in free agency or they could franchise tag him and then trade him. I mean, all those things are just, to me, pipe dreams or speculation that are trying to get people riled up, get people upset and angry uh, or frustrated. Or, you know, for the people who aren't fans of Dak Prescott um, and his ability or don't think that he needs to be paid what he's going to get paid, then, you know, maybe they're hopeful that the Dallas Cowboys would franchise tag him trade his rights away. Uh, but that's just not going to happen. It's not realistic. Realistic. The Dallas Cowboys want Dak Prescott as their quarterback. They have no desire to move on from him. Dak Prescott wants to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Whenever there's a mutual interest in remaining in contract situation, a contract gets done. I mean, I, I'm not a businessman. I've not done high-level deals in different situations, but I've worked contract work um, in my profession as a nurse. And there have been times where I've extended contracts because there was interest from the company and there was interest on my side to extend that contract. And then there were times where the company wasn't interested in extending the contract and I had to go find employment elsewhere at the time uh, for whatever reason. And then there were times where they were interested in extending the contract, but I wasn't interested in extending the contract. And so as long as there's mutual interest, which there will be and there seems to be because the relationship between Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys front office is a good one. It's not contentious. Um, the relationship with Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore is a really good one. Unlike, you know, in the past where we saw Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, kind of two of the more high-profile names that we watched the Dallas Cowboys part ways with over the last couple of years, the relationship with those two wide receivers and, say, Scott Linehan, Jason Garrett, it was a contentious relationship that ended up spilling over into uh, how the front office viewed them as well. And so... But with Cole Beasley, um, you know, he was openly critical of the the Cowboys coaching staff. And at the number that Cole Beasley was going to demand on the free agent market, they decided that they wanted to move on. Um, and so there was not mutual interest for those two relationships to continue with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, for whatever reason, I mean, you know, anything that we would hear is, is just kind of speculation um, or, you know, things that we can assume based on comments made in the media. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys want Dak Prescott, and, and Dak Prescott's going to be a Dallas Cowboy. Um, you know, 
probably throughout his career, unless he you know, unfortunately suffers an injury or suffers a, a drop off, which I don't see happening. You know, he's, he's often been compared to maybe Cam Newton because they have, you know, a similar kind of size. Dak Prescott's just big and strong um, and runs with a lot of power, but he doesn't run as often as Cam Newton does. Dak Prescott's become a better passer already in the first four years of his career than Cam Newton ever has been. And so I think you're not going to have to worry about um, a similar drop-off due to injury or due to uh, inability to run anymore because Dak Prescott's going to be able to maintain that level of passing ability and is going to continue to improve in his passing ability just as he gains more experience and he has more time in the offseason to work on his craft. And we've seen every year that Dak Prescott has improved his passing ability. Uh, and so, you know, I don't think there's any, any reason to worry about how these contract negotiations are going to go. It's a negotiation season. We're going to hear in the public or through the media uh, different things over the next month about how these negotiations are going. But don't worry. Just wait. Be patient. The deals will get done. Dak Prescott will be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback for the foreseeable future. And, you know, when the time comes that the Dallas Cowboys and uh, Dak Prescott are ready to announce it at that ne- at that press conference, it'll be all smiles. Everybody's going to be happy and excited. So no matter how, you know, contentious it may seem or how much the, the media wants to play up the drama, just don't buy into it. Um, you know, come that press conference when they, announce the the new contract for Dak Prescott and they almost reintroduce him into the to the world everybody's going to be all smiles you know it's a good relationship everybody's happy and so again don't worry hey we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to do a three-round mock draft uh, for the Dallas Cowboys remember you're listening to Inside the Cowboys and we'll be right back all right and welcome back to Inside the Cowboys again I'm your host John Williams and uh in the first segment, we talked about Dak Prescott, his contract situation that is top of mind for pretty much everybody that follows the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and in this segment, I want to go ahead and do kind of our first three-round mock draft for the Dallas Cowboys. We're looking at the Draft Network's mock draft machine, um, and we're also going to be looking at that. Uh, but first, you know, just in the mock draft machine over at the Draft Network, uh, you know, I've ran through the first 16 picks. The Dallas Cowboys are picking at number 17. And, uh, you know, the, the kind of the main guys that we would be targeting for that pick, Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina, is taken at number eight by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Derek Brown, Carolina, or the Auburn defensive tackle, is taken at number seven by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and then one of my favorites, C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, is taken at number 12 by the Oakland Raiders. Uh, one thing to note in this mock, one, two, th- only three quarterbacks went in the first 16 picks. And obviously, the more quarterbacks that go in the top 16, the better for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and so what we're looking at right now is you know, you've got the two top safeties available, Xavier McKinney, Grant Delpit, however you want to rate those two guys. They're available. The good thing about this, this draft is that it's a deep uh, draft for safeties. Again, just like last year, Safety prospect couldn't be found in the second round, possibly the third round, depending on how the draft falls. Um, but what we're looking at right now is you've got a Clavon Chasen out of LSU as the Draft Network's top player on the board. Uh, he's an edge defender. You also got Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. Uh, and you know, 
I'm still operating under the impression that the Dallas Cowboys are going to bring back Byron Jones. Obviously, nothing's guaranteed. But again, it, it would be really hard for me to envision them letting him walk just because they don't really have um, the depth to keep him or to, to allow him to walk and feel really comfortable comfortable about going into 2020 um, either with a free agent veteran free agent addition or with a rookie cornerback. And so while you know Christian Fulton is the, the top cornerback on the board, you got CJ Henderson as well out of Florida, um, you know, with the two safeties available and because of the safety depth, I'm going to go ahead and go with Clavon Chasen here out of, out of LSU. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are likely going to walk or allow Robert Quinn to walk. Um, I just think he's going to demand more money than they're going to be wanting to pay. Um, and so, you know, the Dallas Cowboys last year, they invested in their interior defensive line with Tristan Hill. And I think there's still potential for him to be an impact player. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, you know, look at the edge position because, again, in the first round of the draft, you want to attack those money positions, whether it's quarterback, the Dallas Cowboys don't need, or uh, offensive tackle, edge, and cornerback, um, wide receiver. And so, given that I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to have Byron Jones, Jordan Lewis, Chidobe Awuzie at corner um, in 2020. Uh, I don't necessarily see a, a need to attack that with a premium pick. Obviously, you don't necessarily draft for this year. You draft for the next several years. And and in the 2021 offseason, Jordan Lewis and Chidobe Awuzie will be free agents. And so that does make cornerback a, a kind of an important draft focus. But I think that, you know, again, finding that edge player that can play that weak side defensive end uh, and take some of the pressure off DeMarcus Lawrence and potentially be a disruptive disruptive player on that side while DeMarcus Lawrence is drawing so much attention um, from the strong side de- defensive end spot. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and draft uh, Clavon Chasen. We're going to let the mock draft simulator go. Um, you know, we're in the mid-20s now and still Xavier McKinney and Grant Delpit are still there. So a trade back option would be available if you know if something happened and that number 31 Xavier McKinney goes off the board you know we're still in the we're in the 30s at 38 Grant Delpit went off the board uh, but we're still looking really really good for um, other safety options at 42 Antoine Winfield went off the board um, you know and then another potential cornerback option that uh, uh, Noah Igbenigene I'm going to terribly butcher that name. I have to look into that. Um, and so here we are sitting at number 51 and, you know, you've got some interior offensive line options. You got Trevon Diggs, another cornerback. You got safety options, Ashton Davis, Kyle Duggar. Um, I'm of the mind that I think the Dallas Cowboys could attack, uh, safety in free agency. There's a lot of really good safety options this off season, uh, for the Dallas Cowboys or for, for anybody to, to go after an Anthony Harris out of Minnesota in particular, um, but we're going to go ahead and just kind of assume that they take the bargain hunting um, option in free agency, and uh, we're going to go with um, Ashton Davis here out of California as the the safety pick for the Dallas Cowboys at number fifty one. Uh, you know, Kyle Duggar is still there. I just don't know if he's a guy that you want to spend pick 51 on given the level of competition he's played against uh, whoever takes him is going to really be projecting uh, that he's going to be he's going to turn into a, a quality player 
And so the, the draft is entered round three. Kyle Duggar goes 74 to Cleveland. Lecky Fotu goes 73 to Jacksonville Jaguars. And now we're up at pick 82. Uh, and this is a, a, an interesting position to take potentially a, a tight end. Um, you know, there's Hunter Bryant out of Washington, Zach uh, and Thaddeus Moss out of LSU, uh, Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. Um, some very interesting tight end options. The wide receiver position is going to be very interesting here as well. Uh, top wide receivers available, you know, Van Jefferson, Courtney Davis, and Brian Edwards. And I know uh, Marcus Mosier over at the Locked On Cowboys podcast really likes Brian Edwards. I'm a big fan of Devin Duvernay. Uh, if you're looking at wide receiver at this spot, I, I still think because of the depth uh, of the wide receiver position in the draft, you could wait potentially until the fourth round. Again, I'm of the mind that Amari Cooper is going to be back and potentially Randall Cobb is back. Uh, but still, there's there's quite a few decent wide receiver options here uh, that I think it's worth waiting on. Um, you know, if you're bringing back Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb and you still got Michael Gallup, wide receiver isn't as pressing of a need uh, for me. And so, you know, I'm going to go ahead and continue to look at uh, tight end um, and then or the interior defensive line. Um, but here, you know, potentially, you know, Rashad Lawrence would be their their top ranked uh, interior defensive lineman. Uh, and, that, and that's where I'm going to go. I, I think you know, the Dallas Cowboys could go tight end, um, but yeah. they, they've got a solid one in Blake Jarwin. They can still get good tight end production in free agency. And who knows, maybe one of these guys will drop in the, in the draft a little bit. So we're going to go with Rashard Lawrence out of LSU as our third round pick. And at the end of the third round, the Hunter Bryant, Thaddeus Moss still look like they're available. So if the Dallas Cowboys were in love with one of those guys, they could, you know, theoretically trade up for one of them. Um, and so, yeah, there's our three round draft. Let me know what you would do differently. You know, it's still really early in draft season. Still got a lot of work to do on these guys. But, you know, we, so we ended up with Clavon Chasen at number 17, uh, Ashton Davis at number 51, and Rashard Lawrence at number 82 out of LSU. So that'll do it for this week's episode of Inside the Cowboys. Make sure you go to wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Share us with your friends. Uh, go to InsideTheStar.com and read some of my work over there. And uh, go to Twitter and follow me at John9Williams. And that'll do it. Talk to you next week. Go Cowboys.